This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Loving Animals on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Dr. Robin Ganser. I'm so thrilled that you're able to join us for this incredible, incredibly special episode. If you love horses, if you love dogs, if you love cats, if you love TV, I'm going to tell you this is the episode to listen to. We're so thrilled that our very special guest is Carson Cressley, an Emmy Award-winning television personality, style expert, fashion designer, and New York Times best-selling author. What hasn't Carson done? He's amazing. Carson, you know, started his career as a style before leaping into television way back in 2003 as part of Bravo's Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, an awfully fun television show. Carson also starred in the OWN Network's Carson Nation. He hosted Lifetime's show, How to Look Good Naked, and ABC's True Beauty. And we all remember him when he was on Dancing with the Stars. But animal lovers, I know you remember Carson because he was our inaugural host for the very first Hero Dog Awards back in 2011. Carson is going to join us for this week's episode of Loving Animals, and we'll be right back in a special minute with Carson. When Helen Brown ran away to New York City five years ago, she had no idea that a homeless cat with a punk rock haircut and enough catitude to light up the Empire State Building would be the one to teach her the true meaning of love and a forever home. In the tradition of her internationally best-selling memoir, Cleo, Helen Brown's Bono, the amazing story of a rescue cat who inspired a community, is a heartwarming true story about a woman without an anchor, a homeless cat without much hope, and finding a forever home in the city that never sleeps. Modern Cat Magazine calls Bono an uplifting tale about how everyone deserves love and a second chance. Bono by Helen Brown is on sale now everywhere. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Loving Animals. We're so thrilled that Carson Cressley is on the phone with us today. Carson, how are you? Hi, Robin. Hi. So great to hear your voice. I know you're in New York right now. Is it a pretty day in New York? You know, it's been so cold, so it's like 48 degrees now, so it seems like summer. It's like so balmy compared to what we've been used to. And uh, (laughs) it's gloomy, and there'll be lots of sirens probably as I'm walking down the street, but it'll just, you know, it'll be live from New York. It'll be very authentic, so it's all good. I love it. I love it. Carson, I love it. Well, I have to ask you before we get into talking more about animals, how is that precious rescue pup of yours named Scooby? Oh, he's great. And, you know, I just, I was at the farm this weekend. I, you know, when I'm not working in New York City, I try to go out to my farm in Pennsylvania and see my dogs and my cats and my horses. So uh-huh. um, I actually even got to ride yesterday because it had warmed up enough. And oh, uh, so they're all good. All the pets are good. 
Oh, wonderful, wonderful. You know, I just, uh, I'm so amazed when I see your photos on those beautiful saddlebreds that you have. I mean, you're just such an amazing equestrian. How did you know you were going to fall in love with horses? And what was the story like when you first had your first horse? Well, I, you know, I was really lucky, Robin, because I grew up on a pony farm. I know that sounds incredible, but my grandparents were in Shetland Pony. And um, my grandmother was just such an animal lover. And they started out with one, and that turned into two, and that turned into four. And then through uh, geometric progression, they wound up having about 200 Shetland ponies and were one of the premier breeders in the United States. And so I got to grow up around, you know, all things equine. And then when I was about 12 or 13, I was like, these ponies are great, but I need a horse. And that's when I discovered American Saddlebreds and have been riding and showing them since then. So I'm almost 23 now, so it's been about 10 years. I love that. I love that. That is so great. Carson, in those 10 years of riding, I know you've achieved world champion status. And for people who are listening in today, they understand that as an equestrian. But share with us what it means to be a world champion. Oh, gosh. Well, that has always been a dream of mine. And competing with American Saddlebreds and with Frisians and some other breeds, they all have their world championships. And it's the highest level of competition. It's what you all kind of aspire to when you compete. You hope to one day make it to the world championships. And the Saddlebred World Championships are in Louisville, Kentucky. Every year, they're part of the Kentucky State Fair, which is really something to see regardless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just, you try your very best. It takes a very special horse. It takes a lot of commitment, a lot of practice riding, a financial commitment. And then beyond all of that, it's just, it's so elusive that, you know, all the stars really have to align and your horse has to just give a great performance that particular day. And you have to be completely in sync and it's a rare combination, but I've I've achieved it a couple times and I'm very, very lucky. I just, I pinch myself every time I think about it because it's one of my, you know, fondest memories because I'm so passionate about the horses and for it to all come together in that way, it's a really wonderful moment. So did you achieve those world champion status on one horse or have been a couple of horses that you've ridden that have achieved Um, A couple different ones, yeah. The Frisian World Championships, I've won a couple, I don't know, maybe like seven world titles, but... A lot of those are in hand, and you win a couple in one day. Good to see, yeah. I just saw a fan that I met at the Breeders' Cup horse races, and he was on the street oh. here. I have to say hi, so sorry. I love it. Um, but yeah, and then my one saddlebred, my favorite one, who is uh, dearly departed, but was a great mare that I had since she was two years old, was the other one that I went with in the saddlebred world, and that was very special because I kind of found her, developed her, trained with her, and then, you know, won one of the big ones. So that was really gratifying, kind of doing it all myself, with the help of a great horse trainer, of course, too. Right, right. And do you find yourself able to ride a lot? I mean, with your schedule, gosh, the time to ride is tough. It's a little busy, but I try to, if I'm on the West Coast, there's a couple of great places that I go when I stay legged up. If I go home to my farm in Pennsylvania, we have a bunch of retirees and uh, former show horses that are just, you know, living life of leisure that I can jump on and stay liked up. And then the show horses, I try to ride once a month, but that's a little bit ambitious. Sometimes it's, you know, once every couple of months. But, you know, saddlebreds have such a great temperament and they're so athletic. They're really, you know, to me, they're like the luxury car of the horse world. They're, they're pretty easy to just get along with and get on and ride. And since I've been doing it for so long, I can kind of just 
even if I haven't prepared enough, I can kind of just fake it. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I know you're not faking it. You're, it's natural ability for you. It's just magical. To, that's so wonderful, Carson. And I bet a lot of our listeners well, didn't know that you had all this incredible, passionate interest and such grand success in the equestrian world because it really is, a, it's just a, an incredible, incredible story. And I love the fact that you're still able to ride with your busy, busy, busy career. And speaking of your busy, busy career, I loved your book. Does this book make my butt look big? <laughs> <laughs> the Thank cheeky guide you. to feeling sexier. Oh my gosh, how much fun. And I believe, wasn't that a, a New York Times bestseller? I've had a couple. Um, I've been very uh, lucky. It's my fourth book and I've had a couple New York Times rankings. And um, yeah, and this one, I just, you know, I had done a men's style guide mm-hmm. and a kid's book and a guidebook to Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, but I had never done a women's style guide and women were stopping me all the time saying, oh, what should I change? How do I look? And mm-hmm. uh, I really wanted to put something out there that nobody else has done, which is really a style guide that has a sense of humor that says getting dressed in the morning is supposed to be fun and celebratory and not, not stressful. And uh, really took that attitude when writing the book and saying, Hey, have fun with your clothes, get up, take some chances. You can make a mistake. It's no big deal. And um, ultimately I just wanted women to have fun with the process because we all have to get dressed in the morning and it should be fun and not stressful. It's exactly right. And so much that we see, particularly through social media, all the body shaming and those kinds of things, people yes. can sometimes get fearful about what they're going to do and, and how they're going to look in a, in, a, you know, in a special work moment or a special event or even one of those really lifetime moments, you know, weddings and, and all those kinds of yes. things. People get very nervous and fearful. So having something like this, I think, is, is wonderful for women. So I'm grateful that you put that together. And I just love the title. Sure. Thank you. Well, yeah, we wanted to have fun with it. And uh, like you said, all those milestones, weddings and celebrations and job interviews, we talk about all of them in the book. And really, you know, for me, having great style is wearing the right thing at the right time, you know, mm-hmm. if it's appropriate. Like you could wear a prom gown to a prom and look like a million bucks, but if you're wearing a prom dress to a job interview, they're going to think you're maybe a little bit unprepared. So <laughs> it's about wearing the right thing at the right time. And I really just kind of outline that in the book and say, here you go, wear this, this, and this to this occasion, and you're going to look just perfect. And it doesn't matter if you're size two or size 22, there's kind of foolproof looks in there that are illustrated and documented. So you can just follow the guidebook and uh, be fabulous. I love it. I love it. And really, speaking of being fabulous, Carson, we know and love you at American Humane as our inaugural host for American Humane's Hero Dog Awards, now in its seventh year. You were our very first host. You were fabulous, fantastic. Uh, We just loved having you involved with our mission. And that's why I remember your rescue dog, Scooby, because that was the same year you adopted Scooby. So that's why I have such an affinity for that that special rescue. I love the Hero Dog Awards, and I also got to, I think I came back like the following year, and I got to present with Betty White, which was so fun. Oh, my gosh. Um, and just a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and my friend Kristen Chenoweth has been there. So yes. um, you guys do an amazing job, and I love the awards. 
And well, I love that you are recognizing hero dogs. Yes, hero dogs. You know, it could be a dog, a, an ordinary dog like Scooby doing something extraordinary. And every year, right. these dogs do do so many amazing, amazing things. And we're so grateful that you've been part of our family. The year that you were the inaugural host, the dog Roselle. And it's so appropriate that you're walking down the streets of New York right now. Roselle was the, the guide dog that walked her owner down, what, 70-some flights of stairs in the World Trade Center right. at Diner Eleven. I remember um, that. Boy, like white, what? Like a white lab or something. That's right. That's right. Roselle. And she had passed away yeah. right before the awards, and so we couldn't get her on stage. But I know right. there wasn't a dry right. eye, yours and mine included, when her, when her story was told. Unbelievable. Yes. Amazing. Well, for all animal lovers, we know you've got a special affinity for horses. But I have to ask you, cats versus dogs, what do you think? Oh, gosh. I am probably more of a dog person. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be more of a cat person, but they don't want to be a Carson person. (laughs) So every time I try to, like, cuddle and snuggle those barn cats, they're like, "Mm, no, I think I'm going to jump out of your hands right now. (laughs) But um, I'm more of a dog person, but I do love some cats as well. Oh, that's hard choice. It is a hard. Sometimes it's hashtag Catterday, and sometimes they choose not to be in our lives. So that's what cats are. That's for sure. They uh, they choose their moments. Well, you know, speaking of of dogs, I'm glad you're such a dog fan. We'd love to get you back at Hero Dog Awards this year, September in Beverly Hills, and we're going to reach out and see if we can fit in your busy schedule to get you back on yes, stage. Yes, I would with, love to. If I'm in, in town and not in New York, I I will be there. That would be wonderful. Well, Carson, you, not only are you an advocate for animals, you're also an advocate for some amazing philanthropic causes, such as the Trevor Project, which is one of my favorites, and the Human Rights Campaign. You know, this is what you do to give back to build a better world, a more humane world, is so important in today's times. What makes you so philanthropic? What makes you want to see things better? There's something in you that's oh, so special I just, to see. I just, uh, there's really nothing that, you know, makes me, I just feel like it's just what you do. And it is just in my DNA, I guess. It just seems like the right thing to do. I've been so blessed and so fortunate to have been embraced um, for who I am. And uh, mm-hmm. I just, I feel for, especially, you know, our youth, LGBTQ youth that, you know, feel isolated and alone. I just want to use my voice to shout from the mountaintops and say, listen, you are loved, you're special, you are worthy, and you have a family and a community that's ready to raise you up and support you. So I just feel like I have this platform and it would be wrong not to use it. So it's not an option, I guess is what I'm saying. It's just you do it and it's fun and it's gratifying and it's what you should do. So I, that's, that's why I do what I do. That's fantastic. Carson, we wish more people were sharing that same spirit of giving back and being part of the solution in the world. And and you certainly are that. We're so proud to know you. Well, thank you. Any final thoughts, Carson, for our animal lovers on the phone or or tuning in today listening to you? Oh, gosh. I just say, you know, pets and animals are just such great gifts and to cherish and enjoy them and take care of ones in need. I mean, I think there's so many between horse rescues and dog and cat rescues who get out there and and help an animal that needs you would be great. And for me, you can always see more of my horse capades on my social media at Carson Kressley on Instagram, Twitter. And if you love horses, you can watch me hosting Equest Fest 
on, I think it's called Cowboy TV and RFD Network. I think wow. that's running right now. And then Thursday on VH1, an all-new season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, and I'm one of the permanent judges. Yay! And that's very fun. It's just great TV. So I hope you all will tune into that. And then uh, stay tuned for some new projects this spring. Can't wait, Carson. I can't wait to see you on RuPaul's tune. Just love that show. Can't wait. Well, thank you again, Carson, for all you do for animals. And we want to get you back to the Hero Dog Awards this September. Okay. Thanks so much, Robin. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Take care. Stay tuned. And thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Loving Animals. We'll be right back. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Loving Animals with your host, Robin Gansert. Don't you just love Carson Kressley? He's one of my favorite ambassadors for American Humane of all time. He's really just an outstanding person, an outstanding humanitarian and philanthropist, and animal lover. You heard about those great stories of his grandparents and having that Shetland pony farm. And then, of course, he grew up to be a world champion, rider of saddlebreds, an incredible equestrian. And, of course, we know he rescues animals because they're near and dear to his heart. But what I also want to tell you is I so appreciate Carson as a strong supporter of so many other philanthropic causes, too. The Trevor Project Human Rights Campaign, AIDS Walk. He has done so much to help reach out and use his platform to share his vision for love and building a better world. So grateful that Carson joined us today. And again, if you want to learn more about Carson Kressley, he gave you all of his social media sites, particularly interested in seeing his what he called his horse escapades. I know they're a lot of fun. Well, friends, thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode of Loving Animals with your host, Dr. Robin Gansert. Thrilled that you spent this time with us today. We look forward to a brand new episode featuring another animal lover next week. So I hope you join us. Thanks again. Remember this week and every week, we're loving animals. And I know you are too. Take care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.